It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Angie, let's spend some time talking about the hidden costs of buying and selling. You know, when preparing to buy a home, it's easy to kind of overlook some of the expenses that go into the process. I'm sure, we have the obvious things like down payment and, you know, the loan that you're going to get. Uh, but there are other costs that you are going to want to make sure you don't overlook as well. So let's spend some time discussing these hidden costs. What about the various inspections that we might encounter during a home purchase? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, depending on the location of the home, that can actually add to the amount of inspections that we would suggest that you get. So first of all, we always highly suggest that our buyers, they get a home inspection, a pest termite, and a radon inspection. Okay. It's up to them to decide if they want to get these services because of course they do cost money, mm-hmm. right? They're not free, um, but we always highly advise that you do. Um, and then if you are maybe a little bit further out, you're in the county, more than likely you're on a septic. Mm-hmm. So a septic inspection will be very important, a well inspection. There's also air quality, You know, maybe there's been some settling. So maybe you wanna get a structural engineer out there to have yeah. them just do some further research. Maybe you know the inspector stays that, you know, oh, I'm a little bit concerned about this HVAC. Maybe we need to get an additional Mm -hmm. HVAC inspector. So there are a lot of inspections that come along with buying a home. Pool 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 inspection. I mean, I feel like it's endless as far as the type of inspections we can get, right? Um, But I would say the most common definitely are home inspection, your pest termite, that's kind of one in the same, and then a radon inspection. But it's important that you do get these done during your due diligence period, because that's a time that you as a buyer, you should be doing your investigations. And you want to make sure that you're well aware of the condition of the home that you are about to purchase. Also, that's a time that you could potentially negotiate repairs as well. So um, yeah, that's definitely, you know, a cost that you will incur. I would say on average, you know, most buyers, they pay around 500 to 750 in inspections. But once again, anytime you start yeah. adding septic, well, pool, that number can definitely go up. Yeah. I know just from personal experience, um, your home inspection is going to be relatively robust from a cost standpoint. It's going to be a big portion of that figure that you threw out just because yeah. it covers the entire home. Your pests and your radon tend to be pretty minimal. Like, Those aren't yeah, that expensive. Yeah, about maybe, you know, $75, $95 or so. Yeah. Yep. Structural, a little bit more Structural expensive. can be a few hundred. Radon, maybe 150 That's kind of, yeah. you know, minimal. Ba- basic pool is actually pretty inexpensive, I yeah. think, for basic pool inspection. Yeah. I, I don't know so. the exact dollar, but I would say, what, around two, maybe 150 200 for that. Yeah, I, I, it probably depends on the level of inspection. It, it I does. I can't remember. And it also, just remember when it comes to like a home inspection, it, it does depend on the size of the home yeah. and also the age, you know, so of course a 10,000 square foot home would be a lot more expensive versus a 1,200 square foot home. True. Very good point. So that can range as well. Is there any uh, complications here from like, let's say you wanted to get all these inspections done. Sure. Well, you don't own the house yet. Yeah. 
the other person owns the house and yeah. you're now ordering all these inspections and basically like forcing that homeowner to probably leave or be inconvenienced by all these people yeah. coming over. Is, 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 is there ever been any tension from that standpoint? Oh, that yeah, 100 okay. percent. But the, the contract does read that you need to give the buyer the option and availability to do the inspections, you know, within okay. reason. So, you so know, you can't be stonewalled by a, a home seller. And, you know, they, they it's in the contract. They have to make it they basically have convenient to, uh, for you. Yes, okay. yes. And if they don't, then the seller is in breach of contract at okay. that point. Um, yeah, so they, they, you know, the seller does not have to leave their home, you know, even though we highly advise it. It's just best. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yes, they must make a way for the buyers to come through and do their inspections. Mm-hmm. Uh, surveys would be on this list of hidden expenses yeah. as well. I know uh, it, this is different than in- inspections. This would just be surveys, kind of their own thing. I know our first home, we got a survey, but we skipped it on our second home. Yeah, I would say um, I'm seeing that about 50-50. Yeah. You know, it it's one of those things I tend to find that people more than likely will get a survey if they know they're putting in a fence in, yeah. the, in the near future because most of the HOAs, if your uh, neighborhood's governed by HOA, it's a mm-hmm. requirement to submit the survey, show exactly, you know, the drawing, where the fence will be placed, the style. Yep. Um, so a survey, you know, once again, it depends on the acreage as far as the cost there. That is a few hundred dollars again. Yeah. Um, a, a survey can also be very important too, though, just to make sure there's no type of encroachments or easements, it's mm-hmm. called, um, an encroachment would be like maybe your neighbor has something coming into your yard. You want to be well aware of, you know, your home, your lot. Um, That is something that is important during due diligence as well, should you decide to get a survey, because uh, if you find that there's encroachments, the seller actually, they need to fix that. We Mm -hmm. need to be in agreement because they're not selling a property that's clear as far as the title goes, because there's an encroachment on it. Interesting. Um, sometimes it's no big deal. But yeah, survey's another thing that you might get, and that costs a few hundred dollars. Yeah. It, they are useful, though, especially if you've got a lot of trees that are near the property line. You want to know which ones are yours, which ones are on the other side. So Yeah, exactly. All good things. What about fees? Those, you know, everything in life has fees these days. How much sure. do those start piling up on a closing document? Yeah. So, I mean, some fees that I can think of, you know, for example, if you're obtaining financing, it's a requirement for the lender to order an appraisal. If it's a cash deal, it's up to the the buyer whether or not they would like to order that. But an appraisal, you know, around 450 or so. You have your title services. Um, On the buy side, the buyer typically is the one in North Carolina that would pick the closing attorney, and then they pay the higher title services as far as for the attorney. You know, on average, I would say around $1,000 mm-hmm. for the attorney. Um, you then will need to get title insurance to protect you. So, you know, those fees can start to add up. I know we're going to go through and talk a lot more in, in regards to other fees that are part of kind of like closing yeah, costs. Yeah, go, go ahead and, and, go, and, go, go, ahead and there. go there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, also you have- It's all kind of wrapped together. Yeah. You, know. you have your closing costs in general. So, I mean, there's other things as a buyer, like you have your prorated taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, you have taxes that you have to make sure that if the tax bill's already been paid for the year, you need to credit back the seller. You know, also, if you are doing an escrow account, which most buyers do when they're obtaining financing, you know, we typically see- Normally, your lender is going to collect a couple of months of taxes, so some prorations there. Also, homeowners insurance—they need a buffer, right? Yeah. So they'll go ahead; they'll add, you know, several months in for homeowners insurance. So that all is kind of included in what's called your escrow account. Maybe HOA dues. 
Some mm-hmm. HOA companies, they have an initial contribution. You know, some make you go ahead and pay through the year. So that could be in there. Also lender fees, of course, you know, in order for a lender to uh, make an income, they must get paid somewhere, right? right? So they charge those fees to the buyer. So there might be what's called points, you know, so there's also typical lender fees. On average for closing costs, you know, we say that it's about 3% of the purchase price. But on the other hand, you know, if you're buying a million dollar home, it's not going to be $30,000, okay? okay? So we typically say on average, you know, look anywhere from about five to $7,000 for all of the closing costs and fees together that we just, you know, mentioned and talked about. Even even probably the inspections and into that figure as well, probably. Um, you know, inspections, I, it could be a little bit above and beyond, okay. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it really can vary, but that's where... If you're obtaining financing, your lender comes into place. Your lender should be able to provide to you a good faith estimate, which will cover all of these items. The only unknown items, once again, will be inspections. But with the inspections, we can give you an estimate before we order those for you. We're talking with Angie Cole of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. This is the Savvy Realtor Radio Show. Thanks for taking some time out to join us today, talking about some of those hidden costs of buying and selling. And by hidden costs, we're not saying like, oh, you've got to read the fine print. We're just trying to bring your attention to the fact that if you're looking at purchase prices of homes, well, you need to factor in a little bit more for some of these other It's not just parts. a sales price. Not There's, just a sales you know, price. not just a down payment. You right. you have, you know, other fees associated with buying a home. All, all of these things are above board, but they might be hidden from your first impressions sure. of pricing. Then you've got little things, uh, well they seem little, but they can pile up as well. Uh, general moving costs. Oh yeah. Right? I mean, renting that truck and if you need to move into storage for a little while. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, and getting movers alone. I mean, I know that yeah. it, when we were moving, we I, I had a home. My husband had a home. We sold both. We moved into a new mm-hmm. home. You know, it, it ran a couple thousand dollars. I mean, to get it professionally yeah. done is not cheap. And then and that didn't even include if you had help with packing up boxes, you I'll, know. I'll give a great tip for movers. I know you're about to say. What? What? Friends, pizza, and beer. Oh, well, no. <laughs> yeah, that works too. Um, but no, just hire movers for the big things. Yeah, yeah. Do all the little things yourself. Sure, sure. And it's actually pretty affordable. Yeah. It's a it's well worth the cost because it saves your energy from mm-hmm. moving those humongous items. Yep. It really save your back and your energy on some of those things. Yes. Because just moving all the little stuff and organizing like your it all. Clothes and stuff too. You know, just throw them in the back of your car. I like leaving mine just on the hangers. I lay them in the back of my car and I put them back up. But that's yeah. if you're local though, right? Well, but especially if you are moving the same day you close. Yeah. That's a stressful day. Uh, you're going to be mentally exhausted. Yes. Try yes. and take some of that workload off of you. I agree with you. I, I was, agree. For a long time, I was like, oh, I'm going to move myself. I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'd never pay somebody to do it for me. You know, I'm going to move everything. But I guess maybe with age too, you add a few years and you're like, <laughs> okay, uh, I've done that a couple times yeah, in my life. You, you can do it. You can do it now. Yeah. But um, that's definitely, you know, cost that we need to be thinking about. Uh, furniture, you might be needing to fill a bigger space if you're upgrading to a sure. bigger home. Now yeah. you've got a lot more furniture to fill that, out. Yeah. You know, that's one of those things I say, do it slowly, you yeah. know. Oh, I, goodness, I just saw a time hop on my Facebook that uh, happy anniversary to us. We've been in our home for four years. Oh, nice. Yeah, Very actually, cool. uh, as of this morning. But, you know, it, it's one of those things when you move into your home, your home just, oh, and I was going to say that because my home's still not perfect. I've been there for four right. years. I still do not have draperies in my home, right? Mm-hmm. So don't feel that when you move into your home, you must get it completely fully staged, perfect as far as all of the furnishings, um, because it can take some time and some money yeah, too to do that. Definitely can. I know that's one thing we overlooked moving into our new home recently was just we put all our furniture from the old house in, and then you're kind of like, 
well, it doesn't really work here, right? You know? Or it's it doesn't have the right size or angles. Everything's off from the old house. So yeah, that was one thing that we ran into. And then you start going furniture shopping and. It, becomes exciting going out and looking yeah. at new stuff. Dangerous. <laughs> exciting, but dangerous. A bit, a bit yeah. dangerous. So you got to be careful there. Last but not least, potential repairs, maybe upgrades that you need to make to the home. Those are kind of obvious, but you know, you got things yeah. that, you know, you need new paint or you need this and that. You got to take into account those costs too. Sure. Um, you know, remember, especially if you're buying a resale home, um, it, it's un- even though a home's being sold as is always per the contract, it's typically understood though that the sellers will be negotiable and reasonable when it comes to repairs. But I bet you when you present to them the list of inspection items, they are not going to agree to everything 100%. I mean, it, it just doesn't happen that way. So there might be things above and beyond that were on the inspection report that you might want to go ahead and have taken care of immediately. And then, yeah, just making the home your own, right? You know, as far as like, all right, we had laminate, we want to add granite. You know, we want to paint, you know, the area because it all is just kind of very vanilla. So those items, they can add up. You know, once again, you know, a lot of those things, they don't have to be done immediately, but it's something to think about because it will cost you money to do any type of upgrades or repairs. A lot of the things that we've just talked about are covered in the home buying guide that Angie Cole and her team have put together for you. If you want to get that home buying guide, you can download it on your smartphone. Just text the word contract to the number 555-888. Again, text the word contract to the number 555-888. This guide sort of shows you the you know A to Z start to finish process of buying a home and uh, kind of walks you through the different steps and gives you all of these kinds of things to be thinking about when you go through that process. It's nice to have on hand and to start your buying process. So just text the word contract to the number 555-888. This is the Savvy Realtor. We're going to answer some more of your questions coming up on today's program and more. Stay tuned. Let's shine a little light on some of the Triangle's best areas right here on the Neighborhood Spotlight. Neighborhood Spotlight on the way here on the Savvy Realtor. Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the Triangle, not only in Raleigh, but all the surrounding communities as well. If you want to learn more about the 29-day home sold guarantee, a. Cole Realty will sell your home in 29 days or less, or they'll sell it for free. Find out all the details by calling Angie at 919-538-6477. That's 919-538-6477. The Neighborhood Spotlight is where we feature a great area here in the Triangle. Tell you all the cool details, what it might be like to live there, or if you're looking to sell in this particular area, what the market looks like. Angie, what's this week's Spotlighted Neighborhood? So we're headed over to Fuquay. So right off of James Slaughter Road is a neighborhood called Tyler Park. Tyler Park is a fairly newer neighborhood. Uh, all the homes have been built in the last five to six years. Okay. Um, so fairly new neighborhood. And they were built by different builders. So we had H.H. Hunt, who was building there. We had Savvy Homes, Cavanis and Cates. So different mix of builders. But they all kind of build really similar products. Okay. So all the homes in this neighborhood are single-family homes. 
They range anywhere from about 2,200 square foot up to right over 3,600 square feet. The right now, they're selling in the mid-300s up to the kind of upper 300s. Like I mentioned, all single-family homes, and we have very low HOAs, which I know is important to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The lot sizes are typically about a quarter of an acre, so not tiny, but not huge. Yeah. Um, so lower maintenance, which is wonderful. So uh, once again, neighborhood spotlight is Tyler Park in Fuquay, Verena. We actually just listed a home for sale in that neighborhood at 2008 Temple Hills Way in Fuquay. Um, so wonderful neighborhood. It's really pretty when you're driving through. Um, yeah. And the overall, you know, exterior facades of these homes, they're really eye-catching as well. Yeah. I'd say the lots feel bigger. They do. They uh, really do. Just, just from like zooming through with Google and having been yeah. down in that area before, you see only a quarter acre, but for some reason, I think that's they're all set off the road a little more. It they, seems they're all of them are a lot deeper versus wider. So yeah. maybe your neighbors are a tad bit closer on the sides, but you have a good sized backyards mm-hmm. and front yards, yeah. which I think create that feel of being a little bit larger lots. Yeah, it doesn't fee- it doesn't have that postage stamp. Yeah, you know, it construction feel to it. it does you know? not at all. There's still some spacing there. So pretty neighborhood. If you want to learn more about this neighborhood, again, reach out to Angie Cole and the A Cole Realty team. You can go online to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E realty.com. Or call or text Angie at 919-538-6477. That's 919-538-6477. More coming up on today's show. This is the Savvy Realtor. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Dan says, I'm looking to buy a home, condo, apartment, etc. Sounds like Dan has his options open there. For the purposes of renting it out, where are the best places in the area to get investment properties? I'm looking for steady income and return on investment. Yeah, great question, Dan. Um, I typically advise our investors to go the route of staying in a lower price bracket, right? So definitely in the Raleigh area, staying under a three hundred thousand okay. price point, just because our average price point right now is around three fifteen to three twenty in our market. A lot of times, a townhome is a good route to go, and I say that just because once again, they're on the lower end. So they typically tend to rent out a little bit better. Yeah. It's always tough if you have this, you know, a large home, a $500,000 home that's 4,000 square foot there's to just find not, a not tenant. not a big market for those no. kinds of renters, right? Right. Yeah. Because of course, you know, then the lease amount would need to, you know, then be higher in order to yeah. pay for the mortgage um, or for just to, to make sense. Also, trying to be in areas where there's either a lot of like shopping, restaurants, you universities, Mm -hmm. being close to the schools is smart, you know, but being in more of a high traffic area, typically those type of homes will lease out better because that's where most tenants want to be. They Mm -hmm. want to be in the mix of things. Typically tenants, they're not trying to be way, way far out with all of this land. That's just right. not the the typical investment property. So try to stay in a lower price bracket. A lot of times townhomes, like I mentioned, they tend to rent out really well. And then try to be you know, in the mix of where there's a lot of development, a lot of action, restaurants, shopping, close to the universities. Um, that would be a smart way to go about you know, investment properties. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. 
listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. 